Hello and welcome to the Craft and Cluster podcast, a show all about marketing your wine brand in the digital age. I'm your host, Heather Danitz, a photographer and social media consultant based in Santa Barbara Wine Country. In about mid-January, I finally got an invite to one of the most coveted social media platforms of the year, Clubhouse. For those of you who don't know, Clubhouse is a new social media platform that uses the power of voice as a means of connecting people far and wide. It was on Clubhouse that I connected with the amazing wine communicator, Renee Sferazza, also known as Wine by Renee on Instagram. Renee is a certified sommelier with the Court of Master Sommeliers. She's also a writer, communicator, consultant, and host who's breaking down the world into simple sips, one glass at a time. I invited Renee onto the podcast to talk to us about this new social media sensation and to give us some actionable tips on how and why brands should be using it to create deeper connections with their fans online. Let's talk to her. Welcome, Renee. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Heather, so much for letting me join in on today's conversation. So excited to have you here. So I gave a very brief synopsis of who you are at the top of the show, but I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. So like Heather said, I'm Renee Spadazza. I am based in Toronto, Canada, and I'm a certified sommelier, but I've been much more importantly about myself as I'm an entrepreneur. I've been working for myself for the last uh, seven years now, and I've been doing everything in the business of wine. So I was at one point an importer, and then I used to do consulting for restaurants when restaurants were open uh, and helping them with their wine lists. Uh, I'm sure you can hear me smiling in the background that the 2020 (laughs) did not go exactly as we all planned. Uh, But then I I transitioned to being more of of a writer and communicator, virtual, uh, virtual event host instead of a physical event host, and also a a teacher of social media for people within the wine industry. So quite a, quite a few things going on, but it is entrepreneurship. (laughs) Yes, indeed. I know that, uh, I feel like 2020 really tested us all and, and how we respond and all of that. So, um, I'm so glad that you were able to kind of pivot and get scrappy and make it work for you. Thank you. It's definitely the word. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Pivot. Yes. Uh, So today we're going to be talking all about Clubhouse and its new power that it has to connect everyone. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that's how you and I connected was via Clubhouse. um, And I've met so many incredible, amazing people that I just wouldn't have met had it not been for for Clubhouse. Um, But before we get too deep into the weeds, I would love for you to explain to the listeners what Clubhouse exactly is, because I don't, I I think that we want it. It's every time I try to explain it, I'm like, it's like voice, but then I'm like, that's, it's more than that. It's so much more than that. So yeah, please. Yes. So (laughs) although I'm not one of the founding members of Clubhouse, I feel like I've gotten a good, I feel like I have a good, um, definition for it at this point. I've been calling it a zoom on acid without, (laughs) without any of the video. That's been like my 
short synopsis of it. But essentially what it is, it's it's another social media app. And uh, unlike Instagram, where you can't directly communicate with somebody uh, except for on DMs, or like when they're having a live and uh, Facebook as well and all those other aspects. This uh, Clubhouse is really about, it's kind of like going to a podcast that's also a seminar, but completely through audio. There are people that are able to talk on the stage. You're able to put your hand up and go up on stage and, and talk to them as well. And it's it's all faced, uh, focused on like concepts or topics that people want to speak about. There are a lot of different rooms, so to speak, on there where these conversations are being held uh, on a plethora of different topics. I'm in a lot of the wine rooms, but there's also ones on uh, mental health, on uh, politics, on entrepreneurship, on content creation, on I've seen some on like religion and mothership, like everything Mm -hmm. under the sun I've seen a topic for on Clubhouse. And and the best thing about it is that it kind of works as a great, really, a really lovely networking tool because you can physically, you can not physically, virtually talk to people, (laughs) virtually talk to people um, that are outside of your bubble, which we're not really getting to do that much these days. So that's a really fun aspect about it. It's truly a social, social media app. Yes. Yeah. I feel like we're going back to our roots of social media with it. And it's really, really forcing us to remember that. It's something that I preach on this podcast and on my own Instagram page often is that social media is meant to be social. And and so I've really appreciated Clubhouse for that as a, a space for really, really being social and really connecting. So I love that. Um, that's really an amazing description, much better than my usual. Like it's just its voice. I don't know. Um, <laughs> on acid without the picture. Is like yes, <laughs> zoom on acid. Zoom on acid. <laughs> exactly. So, what do you? What would you say are the biggest benefits um, to Clubhouse for, say, a winery or wine brand? Uh, you know, we I you know, most of this audience, they're small wine brand owners, winery owners, and they don't have a huge marketing budget, but I have seen just huge potential for it. Um, and I'm still trying to, to suss out what a good strategy would be for, for wine brands to hop on it, um, and use it strategically, but, um, also as a way to connect. So please, uh, but what would you say are the biggest benefits? <laughs> in terms in terms of just like networking and benefits, like wa- the wine industry specifically is is missing out on, on the biggest way that we have to connect with people around the globe. It is quite a small industry by comparison to a lot of other global industries. Uh, it is pretty small. You can really meet like a lot of people in it very quickly. And mm-hmm. we do that a lot through trade shows. So there is no Vin Italy this year. There is no Provine. There's no Vin Expo. There's... There's none of these types of things, none of them even happening in, in my own city. Usually in, in my own city here in Toronto, there would be like anywhere from one to three a month of different wine tastings and connections where, where you're talking to people about different projects or how you want to partner with them or whatever's going on. So that's not happening anymore. So on a very base level, Clubhouse has been a really good thing for people in wine uh, to communicate about wine, to communicate about what they're doing, to meet people across the world that we haven't had the chance to do in a while. And it is those connections that really get a lot of smaller brands into different marketplaces because because it is it is alcohol, wine is alcohol, It they, you have to have a stewardship to sell it 
pretty much anywhere that it, that it goes. So mm-hmm. you need those long lasting uh, relationships of the importer distributor aspect of it. And those aren't really happening right now with trade shows. People can't try the wine. People can't get to meet the winemaker or meet the people behind the brand. So this is a, a really great way to do that. The other thing mm-hmm. is that wine is a, a very social sphere in general. Most of the people that yes. work in wine are they're either extroverted extroverts or introverted extroverts or something <laughs> yeah. like that, uh, or extroverted introverts. Who knows? Um, pick your poison. And uh, <laughs> it, we don't get the opportunity to talk to people as much, to share what we've liked, to kind of compare our tasting notes, so to speak. Uh, and then finally, in terms of like a, like ways that you can move your brand forward, you can pull it into different directions. Maybe you might want to, maybe you end up working with a writer that is going to be writing something about it. Maybe you end up working with like a wine communicator like myself and you start like a social media campaign or mm. you get to put your brand in a fairly different sphere or you as someone who doesn't have a brand but is a communicator within the sphere of wine, get the opportunity to talk about a brand that, that no one has really talked about yet. And that's really important as well. So there, there's a lot of different aspects and connections that you can make. Yeah, definitely. I love I I love that point that you just made about um, working with a wine communicator. Um, and just uh, for those who who aren't familiar with the term, it is an it is a better term for influencer. Um, and I love that you said that because I think that is a way better term. Um, I've been trying to make this a thing. I really yes, it is. You're making it a thing. <laughs> I'll help you. It is uh, yes. So wine communicator. I think it is a way better term than wine influencer. Um, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> so what I, my, my question is how would, I mean, I, I think this is going to be a topic that we could dive into on like a completely different episode of the podcast, kind of talking about how to work with, um, a, a wine communicator online, uh, to help promote your wines. But what would, what would you say is a really great way that you could see potentially a wine brand working with someone like you? to utilize Clubhouse as part of a larger marketing campaign. Yeah, so I've been really thinking about this a lot lately and and what that looks like in terms of a campaign. Um, I... I really see Clubhouse as being kind of like those Instagram live kind of chats that you have with people. I do only whenever I do Instagram live, I only do them live. I don't do them pre-recorded. But anyway, mm-hmm. I've had one that was pre-recorded because um, we were having technical difficulties. Mm-hmm. And- that was the best way to do it. Uh, yeah. So I think that we, if, especially if you do a lot of live conversations on Instagram, it's a very translatable thing onto Clubhouse as well, where they are live mm-hmm. conversations. It essentially is, it essentially would be a seminar of sorts that you would have to paint a picture for it with people. You can't just show them images, but people can ask a lot of questions of this, uh, of whoever is speaking, the producer, the expert, uh, the person from the region that is a brand ambassador in some way that they can't do in in other social media platforms and get an answer Mm -hmm. right then and there, just like being in a seminar. So Mm -hmm. I think there's, that would probably be a way that I see that um, getting sponsored content done with that would be really great to do. And it also really seems like it falls within the, the requirements of this, of this new social media platform. It's 
there it's no secret. And if you look at even my Instagram page, Wine by Renee, you'll mm-hmm. see that there are uh, there are posts on there that are not paid, and there's ones that say sponsored at the bottom, but they still mm-hmm. get the same amount of attention, care, and detail in every yeah. form. And I, I think that's a, a a great thing that you can see with people that work within the social media space. I think it'll be that's noticeable as well on Clubhouse if there is a conversation that just happens to be sponsored, like sponsored by Wines of Spain. Today we're talking about Ava. So really is it is it that is it that bad? They wanted they yeah. want they want to have a conversation about it and they want like two pe- these specific two people to spend what three I might buy one my wine rooms every Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Clubhouse. And that's two hours. So you want these two sp- people to talk about this specific region for anywhere from two to three hours. That's a, that's yeah. a big enough commitment to, to, to see that there could be some payment involved and yeah. not be a difference in terms of the content that would be there, especially if they're working yeah. in, in the sphere of wine as professionals. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I love that you bring up the, the point of, of noting whether it's sponsored or not. Um, cause I, we did just have a conversation, uh, on this podcast with Brian Seamus, who's, uh, an attorney for the alcohol beverage industry. And he talks about, um, kind of mentioning that you're sponsored. Uh, how would someone mention, I know, but how would, how would someone mention that a, uh, a clubhouse room is sponsored, uh, just to remain within compliance for social media? Uh, see, this would be a really interesting question to ask Brian as well, because I'm not sure if it would be something that you'd have to put in the title of it. Or I would, mm-hmm. I would at least say, I would at least say, because the title is quite small, I would at least say put it in, put it in the the description. Be like, this yeah. conversation is sponsored by wines mm-hmm. of whatever, or this region, or that region. I'm using wines of yeah. Spain as an example because they're the first one to come to mind. But there's yeah. lots of wines of wines of Argentina, wines of Burgundy, wines of whatever. Like it, there's all these things that are there. So I'd say like putting it in the description so people, when they see the event, they can see right away that there is a sponsorship to it. Um, mm-hmm. On Instagram, it's really different because if you put your sponsorship on, on in the top and it's alcohol and you don't have as, even if you have like a picture where you're not drinking and you're holding a glass of alcohol, they could take it down. So mm. a lot of people, including myself, put sponsored at the bottom and put that stuff at the bottom just to make sure that like people know that it's sponsored, but it also stays up because the whole idea, the whole idea of the, of the sponsored thing is to get people to talk about the thing that they paid you to talk about. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so that's the idea. Like you don't want it to be taken down. So yeah. it's a great way to kind of do it overall. And then when you're having the conversation in the room, it would it would probably be ideal to be like this one this uh event is sponsored by this region in this area. And I, mm-hmm. I I think that like really taking the time to choose a reputable sponsorship source if that is yeah. going to happen would be really wise, which is why I keep calling out these regions of the world because they are reputable sources. They do pay wine professionals for their time. They do mm-hmm. pay for the, for the amount of work that's there. They pay writers. They, play, they pay wine communicators, influencers within the space. They, that, that is what they do, and that is what they are there to do. They're there to promote those regions. That's exactly what their job is. So they, yeah. those are good people to work with rather than it just being sponsored by one small winery or this or that. It's good to kind of approach those those bigger, more reputable areas of sponsorship for that, I would say. 100%. Well, I haven't tried it yet. So we'll see what happens. With yeah, it. we'll see. <laughs> I know. I, it's been something, it's like constantly on my mind, just trying, I'm like, how can we do this 
And how can we do this well that's like, you know, the word's not classy, but we'll just classy because it's eight in the morning here and I'm still figuring out (laughs) what my life is. Um, (laughs) That is, you know, just powerful, but also, you know, gets the message across, but is also um, kind of subtle and not in our face. Like this, this is sponsored post. So we kind of talked about the benefits of Clubhouse, but I do also want to move into what might be the disadvantages to Clubhouse that you can see so far in your time in using it. Yeah, there has been a lot of conversations so far. Recording is a big thing that's come up as conversations or people um, people using other people's thoughts in their own posts and writing afterwards. Mm-hmm. That hasn't come up. It's been a conversation that I've, I've had with other friends re- very, very recently uh, where it's like someone who doesn't, doesn't know about this region you said something in the room like not too long ago and now they that's appearing on a post or in something that they wrote and they they don't know about wine in any way. They haven't shown that they, I'm like, you've, yeah, I really want to believe mm. that you've increased your knowledge by, by that much that quickly, but I am not hundred percent certain of that. There's also, yeah. there's also a lot of things happening in terms of clubhouse because it is really difficult for them to police that even articles that have been written about the app itself were done with uh, rec- like videoed recordings of the app in use that were given oh, no. to different journalists, uh, different journalistic publications that then wrote their opinions about the app through using that without actually being on it to use it yeah. and experiencing it that way. So there, there's, I think the downside to it is, I like this idea of it not being recorded, but I'm no longer mm-hmm. 100% sure if that's if that's certain. Yeah. Um, and I, there is no way to figure there's no way to figure that out and uh, yeah. there is no way to add any sort of copyright to that kind of stuff. With Instagram, yeah. it's easier because it's like, well, I physically wrote that and you posted it after me and I could see that you copied that you copy taking like a hashtag or two like hashtags are everybody's public domain I use hashtag is you no big deal um like (laughs) uh but uh when it comes to like the words that you've written they're already written Mm -hmm. down and it's the first time you wrote them down most of the time for that particular statement so um it's really really focused on that for clubhouse it's very different because it's it's about like uh, it's supposed to be about not people not being able to record it and have their own opinions as free flowing, but yeah. uh, it's, it's difficult. And I really like the idea of this app, but I think this is something that's going to be really hard for them to control as it gets bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, and that was a conversation I stepped into on clubhouse a few days ago was, uh, we were talking about, um, this, you know, this issue that's, that's cropped up now as it's gotten bigger, where people are are recording without you know without letting people know and and one of the one of the great analogies there have was been some, um, I should correct and say there have been some rooms that have been recorded that uh-huh. literally said we are recording this please give us your permission if you would like to otherwise we will stop the tape while you're mm-hmm. talking and mm-hmm. I've been in rooms like that too and, and you know what that's fine with me yeah like very transparent is good. So there are yes. people who are doing things in the correct way. I would like to state that as well. <laughs> yes, I love it. And I think, um, and I kind of wonder too, and this was the conversation that we were having was the great analogy that they gave is that now Zoom will tell you when when you're entering um, a room on Zoom, if, if, the, um, if it's going to be recorded. And mm-hmm. if it is, 
it gives you the option to not join the room in the first place, which I think is really great. Um, and so I'm, I'm hoping that hopeful that they'll at least add like some sort of badge or button to that people can, you know, if they're recording that they can like put on there so that you can decide whether or not you want to enter a room at all if it is being recorded in Clubhouse. So um, we'll see how that develops. But yeah, I think I think you're right. That is an issue um, of people just not being transparent. And it's also what people that are in the audience can record too. That's the thing. So it's really difficult. So we'll, we'll see what they come up with. The, the team at Clubhouse yeah. comes up with, there's like 16 of them working there. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Good, good luck. Good luck, Clubhouse team. We pr- appreciate your hard work. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We appreciate you. Great. Okay. So is there is there a strategy for Clubhouse? Um, what would you, what was, first, let's talk about what your strategy, if you have one, is. And then let's talk a little bit more deeply about, um, you know, we kind of touched on this in a previous question, but what a good strategy could be for for wineries or um, wine brands. Well, if the you have to really define what your end goal is. So mm-hmm. if your end goal is to, all strategies come with an end goal. All of them do, even the social media stuff, uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. Uh, they all have an end goal that you're using. You're using this as a tool to facilitate that. It could be fun too. It could be fun a yeah. lot. But if you have a goal that you want to accomplish, you probably you probably know that first. So yeah. let's. For example, if, if the goal is to be somebody influential within the sphere of wine, let's, let's take that as a first example, and I'll do another example after, then my strategy would be to be on it as much as possible, talk on it as much as possible, get up on stage as much as possible, start running your own rooms as much as possible as a moderator, and make mm-hmm. sure that you are as as everywhere as you can be because the flip side to that, if you're on Instagram, is you'd be posting every single day, you'd be you'd be uh, talking. Ta- that be tagged in the right photos or be commenting on the, on the right people's photos, using correct hashtags, uh, really making sure you're posting like IGTV reels, stories, posts Mm -hmm. all all the time and being very active on that. Um, And that would be the equivalent for it, at least in my mind for clubhouse, because there's nothing that you can post. It's just, when do you show up? It is a lot bigger of a time commitment than a lot of other social media platforms because Mm -hmm. Uh, in other social media platforms, you have things like Later and Planoly where you can pre-plan all your posts and things that you can do so you don't have to spend your time, your physical time on it. But mm-hmm. that, that, that's a very big different thing with that. So that's just to be influential. For a winemaker just to get themselves noticed, uh, and, and I would say like be really be really selective about the rooms that you're in because you want to try to have as many good conversations as possible with people. Yeah. So while you can use this app for fun, like, I don't know, I look up nail tutorials on my Instagram all the time, but I'm not posting anything about nails. I just, I yeah. know, I want, I want to paint my nails better. That's, that's, <laughs> that's all I want to know. So yeah. I could, I could use that app for fun, which I, I do do a lot of work, my work off of Instagram, but I, there's a lot of nail tutorials on there that I like. I'd say for, but that's not giving me anything that that's just my own personal enjoyment. And that's why I'd say for as well, like make sure that you're having your, if you're not going to be on it a lot, make sure that you're Mm -hmm. following good people that are having conversations that can actually move the conversation that you would like to have forward and be selected. 100%. That's yes. Great answer. (laughs) I love that. Okay. So what are you most excited for? 
with regards to Clubhouse? What are you What are you hoping that they'll develop and um, and just how? I mean, yeah. How What are you most excited about about Clubhouse? The one thing that I hope that they develop is a way to search events in the events calendar from a search yes. bar. I would friggin' love that. Agreed. Yes. All. I want them to figure out this like recording thing, but I think that's going to be like way harder. I'm like, this is the easy ask. Just give me a search <laughs> bar. Just give me a search bar at please. the top of the events page. That's it, please. Because yes. if I don't see that notification come up and add it to my Apple calendar, um, mm-hmm. then I don't, I'm not going to see it again. And I'm going to yeah. have to maybe remind myself, which I don't have time to do now, which is very, which which sounds like I'm being passive aggressive, but it's not. I'm just a very busy person at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what I really, that's like my number one low hanging fruit kind of thing. Just mm-hmm. a search bar in the events area. That's yes. it. All I want. Yes. Um, and in terms of where I want to see this go, I, I want to see a lot more conversations, especially especially in wine. And this is something that I try to do in in my own rooms that are very female dominated that have, I think social media has given a lot of women in the sphere of wine, the opportunity to voice their opinions and not mm-hmm. be put into pigeonholed it into the same, actually women and also pretty much anybody that's not a white guy. Um, so yeah. women, people of color, uh, black voices in wine, indigenous voices in wine, like all everybody that's part of it um, in the wine sphere is really given, uh, in, uh, social media is really given all of us uh, a platform where we can create our own level of engagement and interest yes. in what we're doing outside of the classic uh, publications and the classic ways that we can do things. So I am keen to see a lot more rooms developed around uh, by pe- by people that are really within those spaces. It's something that I mm-hmm. like with my rooms too. Like I said, they're, they're Saturday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard. Um, and I try to, they're all on different topics, but I, I try to make sure the moderators, the panelists that I have joined me, it's a very good mix of people and a, yes. a mix of people from uh, from different thought processes and backgrounds. And I, I put a lot of time into thinking about that. I think that every choice, if we want the, I would like to see more inclusion across things, but I also think that I'm really ready for people to, to get out of the way of themselves and stop wishing for like the easy version of inclusion and diversity, which is means it's just going to happen yeah. somehow all by itself and you never have yeah. to think about it again, which is BS, um, yes. <laughs> complete BS, yes. because then if you don't work for something, it's never going to happen in the first place. So that's probably the thing I'd like to see the most, but that's also the biggest onus on everybody else whose name I don't have or know. <sighs> yeah, 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 yes. I uh, That's a great point. I'm so glad that you brought that up too, because I mean, it's important across all social media to ensure that we are putting in the hard work and seeking out moderators, you know, anyone who is marginalized uh, and and really giving them a platform for which to speak and share their wisdom because it's really, I mean, and that, again, this has been one of the huge things for me with Clubhouse is the fact that I have been introduced to people of all walks of life who I would not have met had it not been for Clubhouse, I would, I probably wouldn't have met you. Yeah. And, and, sure. and this, and I've been like, so everything that all of the rooms that you, um, and again, Renee, Renee's men- mentioned this several times already, but I want to also add my like co-sign here. Please, please. If you are on Clubhouse, 
go um, on her room. It's uh, you said 8 p.m. EST, uh, which is Saturday night. Yes, five uh, five five p.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time on Saturday nights, and every uh, every week is a new room. Um, and I'm so excited to see. So this is going to air in a couple of weeks, um, and so we don't know yet what your room's going to be the following nope, Saturday, do we? Vote on it. Yeah, yeah, which is so wonderful. Yeah, and the important thing about my rooms, and I haven't seen anybody else do this in a room before, is I, it's going to be so much harder for me to keep up with as it keeps growing because I already had yeah. like sixty to eighty people in the last in the last room that I did on Saturday. Wow! So everybody that's there at the end of the at the end of the 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 chat, I run them for two hours, so from eight till ten mm-hmm. ESTs, and from five till seven PST. Um, so. At the end, I bring everybody up on stage, anyone that wants to come up on stage, because we do a verbal vote for the next topic and people get to vote from one out of four options that I give you. And that determines the following week's topic. So this uh, today is today is the 22nd of mm-hmm. February. Uh, my last room was on the 20th of February, and that was on Mountain Wines. The following room is going to be on the 27th of February and the vote was in for Burgundy, what's happening there now. So the next topic. Fun. I was going to ask you, I was like, oh, okay, I need to find out because I missed the end of that conversation on Saturday. So it's also <laughs> in my bio now on Clubhouse too, so people can see what the following topic is. And and that I can't Smart. do it in advance, but I, once people vote on it, I change it. And then uh, there's Every time uh, there is always something new to vote on, so you can have your say in what you'd like to what you'd like to hear about. Once one of the four topics yes. gets picked, it gets replaced with a new one. Yay! Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, you're so good at that. I I love it. It's been so fun. I, your rooms have been some of my favorite. Um, oh, thank you. Favorites to to join in. Yeah, I always learn so much um, because you know I've been in the wine industry for over ten years now, but I have a woeful lack of knowledge in wine regions that are not Santa Barbara wine country. Okay. Um, this is where I've spent the majority of my time. I did spend some time in the Willamette Valley as well. And so I do have some knowledge of, of Oregon wines. Um, You're very, but, yeah, it's burner. Yeah. <laughs> so I, so I'm like, I need to, I need to just like immerse myself in other wine regions just so I know that I'm giving some fair representation when I, when I say that <laughs> I think that Santa Barbara wine country is one of the best wine regions, but that's just me being biased. <laughs> um, so yeah, so your, your rooms have been valuable. I'm sorry. They do make some delicious wine in Santa Barbara. So you're fine. It is uh it is a pretty great place. I will say. So yes. Um, but yes, again, I, I've really appreciated your rooms as a place to learn and grow and meet new people and, um, and really, grow my knowledge in the wine industry so I can better help my clients. And and then also just because I am a wine nerd and I really like learning about wine, period. (laughs) Okay. So what are some actionable tips you would give our listeners to get started on Clubhouse this week? First off, make sure you have an iPhone. Yes. You need that. It's in beta testing. It's only for iPhones right now. Second, find yourself a friend that's going to give you an invite for it. You can either apply to to get on it, and which I'm not really quite sure how that process is. I think it's just through joinclubhouse.com. Um, mm-hmm. And then someone who's on it can sponsor you. But I'd say that just 
do a reach out to your friends, talk to your, some somebody that you know somewhere has this app. Like it's it's in a lot of people's hands right now. It's like a friend of a friend has it or something, and just just reach out from there. Or you can just hit me up or reach me reach out to me on uh, just DM me on Instagram, which is mm-hmm. outline by Renee. That's my Instagram handle. I usually have a bunch of other invites, but uh, yeah, have an iPhone and get yourself an invite. Set yourself up with uh, a really nice looking profile that's filled mm-hmm. with all the information people need to know about you because that is the only place that they're going to find out information about you at all. Yes. And make sure yes. you link up a way for people to contact you right away. Mm-hmm. Right away. Yes. Yes, 100%. Um, yeah, and I do want to add, make sure for wine wine brands that are listening, um, make sure that whoever is going to be representing your winery on Clubhouse, if this is a route that you choose to go through, ensure that they have um, your winery name or your winery Instagram connected in the profile. Because I think uh, you can put like in the bio, you can type out your own personal uh, Instagram. But I think for the ease of reaching. And maybe you could change that too. Like you could maybe change that depending on what conversation you're in. Change it depending on, I would just say like, just to make it easier for you, like put Mm -hmm. the the Instagram you want people to go to the most on it, because that, Mm -hmm. that would be a lot easier for you to accomplish that with. Um, Otherwise, and then for wineries, I'd say like, remember, don't, don't join in as an organization. Let Someone yeah. from your organization do it, like your winemaker or your CEO or someone and let them put in like wine uh head winemaker of Renee's Chateau, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> here. Um, so that would be a good a good way for you to do it. Just to not log on. Log on as a person, not uh, not a business. It could be a person that works for a business, but yes. A person. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, 100%. That's um thank you. That is a really really great point. I'm glad that you um mentioned that. That is um yes, log on as a person um cuz people don't want to hear a business talk, they want to hear people talk and that is the core principles of social media, my friends. A little yep. tip from from <laughs> us to you. Uh <laughs> Yeah, okay. So then what are some baby steps uh that that they could take once they've created their profile, they're on clubhouse and they're ready to start using it, what are some baby steps to ease them into the use of it? I'd say like start by getting up on stage somewhere, um, get into a room that you like the topic of, maybe one that's not filled with like a bunch of people, like maybe start in one of those rooms that has like 20 people in it. That's really far less scary. Um, And you'll feel like it, it, I think the first time always feels like you're going to get up on stage in front of like a bunch of people and you'll be, it's like, they're going to, they're all going to laugh at you. They're all going to laugh at you. It's like, no, no one's not going to happen. No, Uh, it's not going to happen. It's going to feel like you're on a phone call with a friend. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd say, make sure you, you click the hand up button to get up on stage. Remember that your mic is hot when you get up on stage, just to mute yourself right away. Somebody will call on you or you can just, uh, or just wait your turn to start talking wherever it is, I'd say like everybody has different moderation styles for the rooms. There's usually a moderator for the room. So I'd, I'd say like whatever, whatever room you're going to start doing that in, just make sure you, you stick around in there for a little bit before you get up on stage just to kind of see what the vibe is. It's like going to a party and like you see your friend and you run over to them and you say something really stupid and they're like, we were talking about something very serious. And <laughs> So yeah, just just read the room. Read the room. <laughs> read the room. 
<laughs> how to speak. And then, yeah, when you have your own room, make sure you give it a good title. Make sure you tell people what's going on in the room. Make sure you tell them if it's formal, casual, they're talking about, you're talking about something specific. Um, just really make sure you're very clear cut with people. Give people time to talk, but also don't let things get overrun and uh, mm-hmm. lean into, learn what your moderating style is and lean into that. Or if you don't have a moderating style or if you feel like you're bad at it, find somebody to help you that's good at it. Yes. Yes. 100%. Okay. Uh, What are some terms? Because there are some very specific terms that are used when moderating on Clubhouse. Could you go over just really briefly what some of those terms would be? Yeah. So... Yeah, pull the pull the refresh. So uh, we'll just go from the once you enter a room, uh, you'll want to put your hand, like I said, put your hand up to talk. So just, that's just hand up. Um, when you get on the stage, like keep your mute yourself instantly. Mm-hmm. If you want to agree with something, then just start flashing your mic back and forth. It's it's a great way to clap. Um, when somebody says PTR, it means pull to refresh. And that means just to pull down your page, you see that somebody might change their picture or that this might be some sort of different image changing coming up on their on their profile picture. You can also change your profile picture really easily while you're in a chat with someone just by uh, pressing and holding up on the picture up at the top right corner. So you can do that mm-hmm. as well. And then the other lingo would be like in the hallway, which is essentially where all the the main the main page of conversations are. I think I got them all. Is that all of them? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's great. Yeah. And um, and then just also a side note, um, when you are in a room, when you're listening to a room on Clubhouse and you want to go check someone out, you know, like maybe the host just said something really interesting and you're like, I need to go check out this person, see who they are. Um, you can actually leave the app uh, temporarily and go to, say, Instagram, like you want to go check them out on Instagram. Uh, and it will still keep the conversation running in the background. So you'll still hear it. You'll still be participating, but um, you can go and check on uh, someone's Instagram page and, you know, do all that stuff. Uh, and, and which is really, really nice. So I've, I've been able to do that where I'm like, who is this person? Like, who is this Renee? And so I'll go in and check them out and be like, oh, you know what? This is a really cool person. And I want to follow them on Instagram and learn more about them. Uh, so that is a really, um, I always notice that when I'm up on a, uh, up on a stage, I end up getting a few new follows on Instagram and a few new follows on clubhouse as well because of that. Yeah, you do. And when you are moderating a room and I try to do this at the end of the room, just make sure that you like and follow all the people that are around you within the room. It's a really great thing to do to kind of uh, give everybody else some love. And uh, it's definitely a really good option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you are really good at resetting the room as well every so often. Is there a strategy, by the way, because um, I've only like hosted a room once and it was very, it was like at the very beginning of my clubhouse journey. So I had no idea what I was doing. Is there a strategy with how often you refresh a room? Is it sort of like every, you know, 10 minutes you do that? Or is it just kind of when there's a break in conversation, you find a, a you know, a good point to do that? Is there a good time to do that? I'd say for me, it's, I, I do it in one of two different ways. So I don't want to interrupt anybody's thought. And if they have something that's going forward, I would just kind of let them talk about it and finish that. And then before I answer them, or before I let somebody else answer them, I'll be like, oh, yeah, just uh, just going to refresh the room really quickly. Sometimes I don't even say it as refresh room, which is the other option, but mm-hmm. which I'll get to in a moment. But I'll usually yeah. say, 
Oh, let me just uh, refresh the room here. We're talking about this topic for today. And that is what's going on. So in terms of refreshing the room, there's like one of two ways that I would go about it. So there's a general refresh being like actually saying, just going to refresh the room really quickly. Usually I do that right after somebody has finished a point. I don't want to cut them off. It's usually when like I might be responding to them after or it might be opening it up for an audience member to be responding to it. So I kind of tend Mm -hmm. to refresh in that way. The other option that I do is I'll like in the in rooms that I've done where we're have, we're having a specific topic and I have some questions that I want to ask people to move things forward, I'll make sure that I include the main wording of the room in that in this question. And so I won't have to say just to uh, we're just refreshing the room really quickly, uh, especially for the ones I did with yeah. mountain wines, uh, mountain vineyard wines lately in the last uh, mm-hmm. the last conversation I did. I just I had a bunch of questions where I just kept putting the word we we're talking it today we're talking about mountain wines. Just wanted to ask like what's your what's your thought process in terms of viticulture speaking about mountain wines. So I kept trying to put it in as much as possible mm-hmm. so people would feel like they understood where we were on it and it's also why like having a really good like a a really good um title for your room is important uh and yeah I would say like for larger topics where you're not, where it's difficult to refresh the room, like have summary moments, which are really great for people. The whole idea with refreshing the room is is just to, to catch new people up that might not have been there before. But at some point in time, everyone's going to miss out on some part of a conversation. So like yeah. spread out your questions, spread out your thought processes. Usually when, when I have questions and I've really thought through a room, I, I do various different styles. Um, but when I have mm-hmm. questions and I've thought through a room, it, it's kind of really easy to keep up with because then you'll mm-hmm. be able to catch up and get on track with it. But it's, it's if you're the main moderator, it's your job to really kind of to keep that going. Yeah. 100%. Is there a strategy for how to name a room, like the best way to name a room so that you do capture the right kinds of people? I would just say like to make sure that you use, make like, make sure that you use like the topic that you're talking about, use emojis because you can search by emoji as well for Ooh. things. Yeah, which is really great. And uh, that kind of comes up too. So I always like to put the word wine in mine in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. I've been calling them the bottled up chats lately, which I, I just like that. I've been calling a lot of things I do bottled mm-hmm. up chats. And um, <laughs> so I like to do it in that way. But I would say make sure that just your title is very true to form and what you want to speak about and make it as simple as possible. Have the Have the description be in your in your uh, synopsis that you can give if you've scheduled the event in advance. Yeah, that's great. 100%. Cool. Okay. Um, so thank you so much. This has been a really valuable conversation. Are there any other thoughts that you want to share um, before we sign off for the day? Anything that anything about Clubhouse that we didn't cover in our conversation? <laughs> I believe we we covered we covered a lot of it, but uh, just to make sure that if you if you like what people are saying, to go find them on Instagram, follow them, and chat with them, connect with people, uh, take the time to connect with others. I, I know I love when I get DMs from people asking me my thoughts, or maybe I get a job from it, or something like that, which is uh, really yeah. amazing. So I'd say that's a, a great way to go about it. Definitely. 100%. So do you have anything exciting that you would like to share 
with our listeners? Anything going on with you? Yeah, for sure. So uh, if you are in, if you're in the Ontario area, I'm going to be running a couple of events that are specifically for here soon. But I also have some dropping in the soon future, some uh, beginner wine courses that are available for everybody around the world, which are really quite fun. So those will be dropping in the soon future as well. So just to keep an eye out for that, give me a follow on Instagram for Wine by Renee, and then you will be completely in the know. You can also sign up for my mailing list for anything else that you would like to get the lowdown on and any free eBooks that I'm doing too. Perfect. I will be sharing all of that information in the show notes. So don't feel like you need to, um, take notes unless you want to take notes, but I have um, all of this information in the show notes. So um, you'll be able to very easily connect with Renee. Um, And what, I mean, speaking of which, what are the best ways to connect with you? It honestly, Instagram is the best way to connect with me. It has my email on there too. So like just send, I answer every single DM. If you're not gross, I'll answer you. If it's not spam, (laughs) I'll answer you. Yes. Good, good caveats there. I should, I should add this. Don't be gross and don't send me spam information. It's that easy. Who knew? (laughs) Who knew it would be that easy? Super simple. (laughs) I feel like that's great, uh, great advice for life in general as well. Don't be gross and don't be spam. Just purely. (laughs) That's that's literally the cutoff. I'll be be (laughs) until proven otherwise. Outside of that, but like, don't be gross and don't be scammy. (laughs) <laughs> yes good advice we, we are in a life advice podcast as well as a <laughs> wine marketing podcast we sure are this, is, this very much is <laughs> well thank you so much Renee I don't want to take up any more of your time I know you're a very busy lady I so appreciate this conversation it was really valuable I am excited to dive into Clubhouse and and really um just start using it strategically as well as for fun Yay. Well, I'll see you on it. Yes. Thank you so much. Cheers. Wow. That was an amazing conversation. If you haven't had a chance to check out Clubhouse yet, I highly recommend that you do. And when you do, be sure to follow both myself and Renee so you can be alerted anytime one of us is speaking in a room. And don't forget to check her out on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you so much for tuning into the Craft and Cluster podcast today. If you found this episode super helpful, please rate and review it and spread the love by screenshotting, sharing, and tagging at Craft and Cluster on Instagram. I love seeing where you're listening and how you're using what you learn here. And finally, to make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. I'll see you next Monday. Bye. Hey there, you just listened to the Craft and Cluster podcast, a production of Craft and Cluster owned exclusively by me, Heather Danitz. The opinions and statements in this show are those of me and any guests that appeared on the Craft and Cluster podcast and are for entertainment purposes only. I cannot guarantee any particular result or return on investment based on any statement from this show. But what I can guarantee is my extreme psychitude that you are still listening to this, even though the episode has ended and this is clearly a disclaimer. You are super dedicated. I like that about you.